0: It's us at them petty again Get 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 get. I don't like none of her new friends I don't like strangers in my business Girl, I feel ashamed for you. Shame, 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 shame I don't like playing none of these games Never in the cycle, each and every day It's us at them petty again We still at like the petty again She still at like the petty again Tosses as ever, I'm petty again You all on my face for what? Chasing them trends for what? Think I'm fucking her friends, what's up? I'm sorry that wasn't enough yeah what is up everybody and welcome back welcome back to pop politically correct this is will aka mark aka mark q whatever it is you want to call me i don't care thank you for listening uh before we get into the fun stuff right gotta take care gotta handle some business i no longer work with bayside entertainment things have been like this since the final quarter of last year I've been working independently, Trey Taylor's been working independently, Isaiah Carter's been working independently, Trinity Mitchell has been working independently. None of us are under the loom of Bayside Entertainment anymore. I'm not going to lie, it's a little bit frustrating when they get credit for a lot of the stuff that we've been doing lately. Just know that they had absolutely zero to do with that. Absolutely zero. This is purely stuff that we're doing. They're doing their own thing over there. I don't really know what they're doing, but that doesn't really matter, okay? If you see something come from any of those four pages being mine, Trey Taylor, Zay Carter, Trinity Mitchell, none of that is from Bayside Entertainment at all. At all. I can't make that any more clear. But now that that more serious stuff is out of the way, guys welcome back this has been a crazy two years uh i just personally got the vaccine uh the first dose of it anyways the pfizer one it was a little spicy you know it made me sleepy for a couple days guys don't be afraid to go get the vaccine please it's the only way this whole thing's gonna end it's not just gonna go away That's me trying to be somewhat responsible with this podcast before, you know, I fly off the handle saying some shit I have no business saying. Oh, yeah, I'm going to definitely be cursing from here on out because I no longer have anyone micromanaging or checking in on any of the stuff I post. This is purely just unfiltered will, or at least it goes through my own filter. So that is what that is. But how have you all been? Sorry this took so long to come back. For those of you who were listening every week and did enjoy this uh, stuff's been busy, as you can see, and as I said earlier, we're all working independently. So, you know, it's been a bit of a adjustment period. But I think to those outside, or at least you know, everyone still thinks we're working with Bassart. So we're still doing shit at a high level, and we're still doing well. So you know, there's no real adjustment period. It's just us getting used to doing this on our own. And I feel like we're doing extremely well, better than before, even. So what's up? What have y'all been watching? I say as if any of you all can respond, or maybe you didn't respond at the speaker, I don't know. Some of y'all might be into that Door of the Explorer shit. But I have been watching a lot of stuff in the recent weeks. I watched all of WandaVision on Disney+. You guys know I'm a big comic book guy, so I think just about every show I'm talking about on this is a comic book property except for one, Okay. And I don't know how long these episodes are going to be at all. I'm just going to talk until I run out of stuff to talk about. And that's going to be every week. Hopefully. Should be every week. I know people are going to bully me into this being every week. So it's going to probably be every week. But the first one I wanted to talk about was the one I mentioned. WandaVision. Uh, I thought it was very abstract to start with. I was very impressed with the acting in the show just because... Just because they did have to act as a TV character would act within those different eras. So those of you who aren't familiar, without me getting any spoilers, I'm not going to spoil this, but going forward, stuff will be spoiled. Um, Yeah, it had to start out with a, I believe it was a 50s TV show, then like the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. They kind of went throughout the history of television, but then the characters had to sort of act like characters would act in shows like that. And Catherine Hahn was in this show. Those of you who don't know Catherine Hahn, she's most famously, at least to me, outside of this show, she was most famously in, like, Step Brothers and, what was that movie? Bad Moms with Mila Kunis. She was one of the three moms. The one with the dark hair that wasn't Mila Kunis. And I always thought she was hilarious. Like, she's a very funny actress, but I didn't know she could do more serious roles like this. But there's still that twinge of comedy just because this is a comic book and a family property. So they did still make sure it had that comedic element to it, which was pretty dope. All in all, well done. Super well done. I'm not getting into spoilers with it because I don't exactly see how it affects the larger MCU yet. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of ramifications except for maybe a couple character introductions, which was cool. But you know, we'll just wait and see, and then maybe in a future episode, I'll come back and talk about this, or maybe I'll have a guest, and we can both sit and talk about it, but other than that, other shows I've been watching, obviously, I've been watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is now two episodes deep, and I'm enjoying it way more than I thought I would. I know a lot of people when, you know, and I'm going to make this very clear, going forward, everything will be spoiled okay everything will be spoiled the rest of the things i'm talking about i'm talking about falcon and the winter soldier i'm talking about invincible i'm talking about justice league the snyder cut and then i may also go over last chance you because that is something i finished watching just last night so if you're not interested in any of that being spoiled Sit this one out. I won't be offended. Even come back to it if you end up watching that stuff. See if your viewpoints agree with mine or not. If they don't, cool. Everybody gets their opinion. But Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I know there were some people who were upset at the end of Endgame when Steve decided he was going to give Sam Wilson his shield because a lot of people felt like it should have been Bucky because in the comics, Bucky fills in for Steve as Captain America, way before Sam gets that opportunity to. But in terms of where they're at in the story, it makes perfect sense for Sam to be the first one instead of Bucky, just because, for those of you who have seen the show, which I hope you have, this is spoilers, this is my last warning, Bucky has a lot of PTSD and just mental issues going on because he's still fresh out of being brainwashed. That's not the type of person... That you say want carrying the shield and representing the country or representing, you know, being the new Captain America. That's, he's still got some demons and some issues you got to work out. And he still has to have a redemption arc. He hasn't really redeemed himself yet when you think about it. The last times we saw Bucky, Captain America Civil War, where we just find out he was brainwashed and all this stuff is going on. He doesn't get any redemption at the end of that movie. We find out he killed Iron Man's dad or Iron Man's parents. And... Yeah, after that, all he does is really fight Iron Man over something that Iron Man was totally justified in fighting him for. And that means that the only other opportunity he would have gotten to redeem himself would have been Infinity War and Endgame. And it's like, yeah, you could say he, he helped save the world, but does that really matter? That means anybody there could have gotten it or anybody there is still more qualified to have the shield than him. But Sam, Sam is somebody who had been by Cap's side from the beginning, including during Civil War, including at that final battle against Thanos in Endgame. He's always been there, and he's been this reliable guy. At one point, Steve even went to go to one of his um, like PTSD war veteran counseling meetings, and he sees the type of person that Sam is, and he respects that. He sees himself in that. So it makes sense that Sam is the guy that he looks at as the next up. Now... Something I really hope the MCU hits on in terms of when Sam does take up the mantle, if he does end up taking it up. I'm not going to assume that that's how this ends. But if he does take that up, something that was big in the comics was that, you know, people didn't really accept him as the new Captain America because, frankly, because he's a black man. And people were like, oh, well, not my Captain America. And then he would speak out on issues like social injustice and, you know, Black Lives Matter. And people didn't accept that fully as something that Captain America should be representing, which is such a weird parallel to real life. But we're not going to get into that right now. But I really do hope that they touch on stuff like that, because that kind of stuff needs to be in these movies, movies like Black Panther, where people say like, oh, you know, it's just a superhero movie. No, these are billion dollar movies. These are movies that everyone's going to see because they don't want to be left behind in the whole timeline. So if there's ever a time to get a message out there, it's through these movies. And a lot of the people that said that superhero movies are a phase and we're going to go through it. Yeah, we're like 20 years deep now. You might want to let that take go, buddy, because I think they're here to stay. But this show... I thought it was really cool how, you know, Sam thought he was doing the right thing and giving the shield back just for the government. And even the guy looked at him and said, yeah, you did the right thing bringing this back. They did a whole horse and pony show, putting it in a case just for them to turn around and give it to some white dude. So what you're telling me is I did the right thing. The black guy who's a superhero who saved the world. I did the right thing turning in the shield and not taking up the mantle. But now y'all are doing the right thing by giving it to this guy. Like, that was something I thought was really, really interesting, and I thought it was cool that Marvel wasn't afraid to actually, like, go down that route, because even if they didn't intentionally do it, that's exactly how it came across, and I'm here for that shit. Like, I really am. And in terms of, you know, Bucky as a character, uh, I thought, I think he's growing a lot already, just in the fact that in the second episode, he's meeting up with Sam, he's going on this mission, and... I'm not going to lie. The dialogue in this is a little bit cheesy just because they're trying to really nail home that buddy cop feel to this. But it's not cheesy to the point where I got to cut it off because this is just too much. It's still entertaining and the action sequences are dope. I'm really interested. I want to be able to find what the budget is for each of these episodes because it's got to be something comparable to the movies. And that's super exciting that Disney is rolling like this. Like I knew that they were rolling with high budget with the Mandalorian and stuff, but it didn't really sink in until these MCU movies because there's so much that goes into them and they are just nailing this so well. So I'm extremely excited to see where this show is heading. I think they said they're going to be introducing Zemo soon. There's been there's black super soldiers that were overlooked. That was another point I wanted to hit. That was really good that they did it was that there was a black super soldier that the world had never heard of, including Sam. And like, I don't know if Cap ever even knew about it. And it was so cool because that's just how black history works too. Like, I didn't know that a black guy was the one who invented this or I didn't know that there was a black guy who had this company or a black man was the first thing to do this. It's just such a good parallel and such a good way to bring situations like that to light. So that normal people who maybe don't step outside of their bubble to read or find out stuff like that, maybe they'll start thinking about it in real life. Maybe they won't. But still, it's just so cool that they decided to put that in there. Now, I think Zemo is going to be introduced soon in this show. I don't exactly know where this show is headed. All I do know is I, I hate the new Captain America, but... We all know, or at least you know, comic book heads know, he's not really the Captain America. Like He's going to end up being this character called the U.S. Agent, I believe. At least that's what my familiarity with that character is. So if I spoil that future reveal for any of you, I'm sorry, but it's also not the biggest deal. If you like this guy and you really think he's Captain America, you're not watching the show correctly. So, yeah, I'll just let that go. Now, next talking point I wanted to get on was Invincible the TV show. It's on Amazon Prime. It is an animated show. And if those of you, I feel like I've talked about Invincible on this podcast before. I don't remember. But Invincible is a superhero comic that was written by Robert Kirkman. I say written because it is a completed series. It ended probably four years ago. And this is another property that I have read every single issue of. All 144 issues, which sounds like a lot, but over a span of like the 12 or 14 years that that comic was running it's really not that much that show is a good representation of the comic it also adds extra stuff so that people like me aren't just bored watching an adaptation even though i would never be because they have like i it's been a while since i've read the beginning of this so i'm still like oh yeah that's cool i forgot that happened like this so it's still awesome and for those of you who haven't watched like i said This is written by Robert Kirkman. And I really hope you have watched this because I'm about to spoil this shit. Okay? Seriously, leave if you haven't watched all three episodes. I don't remember the timeline exactly, but I'm about to talk about major events. Please, this is the only episode I'm going to keep warning you. But this show is not your mom and dad superhero show. This is much like The Boys where you can watch somebody get their head bashed in, or you can watch someone get their head ripped off. And I personally, this is dangerous for me to sit here and talk about this, because I don't want to spoil anything that's going to happen in the future. I want to stick to all the stuff that has happened now. Up until this point, Mark has gotten his powers. He's gotten the superhero name Invincible, which I always thought was an incredibly stupid name. And I love that the show also pokes fun at that because it is really stupid. And it's just about him kind of growing up and becoming a superhero himself. His dad is Omni-Man, which is pretty much their equivalent to Superman. But there's something twisted going on in the background with Omni-Man. Omni-Man works with this team called the Guardians of the Globe, I believe, which is another cool little spin on the Guardians of the Galaxy. But there's also their version of the Justice League. Omni-Man is not a part of that team he never liked being on teams but he does help the team and I want you all to pay very close attention to the stuff that Omni-Man is saying out of his mouth in terms of when he's fighting these aliens or he's fighting these world threats the one thing he keeps repeating is that this world is not yours to conquer so use your context clues and just think about that but I love the fact that this show is like each episode's an hour, which is lovely. And they're not afraid to get, you know, bloody and get gory because, you know, it's just a part of the property. When you get something that's written by the same dude who wrote The Walking Dead, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get something that's kind of gruesome in a way, but it's still really tight. And I love, I absolutely love watching shows like this with other people who have no idea what this show is going to be. I watched the first episode of this with my boy Zay and he was just the part where Omni Man starts smoking everybody in the Guardians of the Globe like he kills the entire team in the first episode at the end and he's sitting there with his jaw just to the floor jaw dropped He was like bro what is going on and I love that because I know exactly what's going on but other people don't you know. I guess I'm kind of a prick like that. But it just really got me going. And I just really, really, really enjoy when like producers are willing to take a chance on a show like this. Because this isn't your average show. And that producer being Seth Rogen. And I know for a fact I've talked about him on here. That boy be producing and he does a killer job at it. So kudos to Seth Rogen for bringing this property to life. Hope they keep it rolling. And I don't really have too much more I really want to say about it. I just know that, you know, if you're watching this show and you are invested in this show, I already know you're enjoying it and you want to know what happens next. And I'm just here to tell you, stick with it. And I'll be back to talk about this again next week. And finally, in terms of the superhero stuff, I wanted to talk about the Snyder Cut and I want to be quick about it also. So the Snyder Cut... Three million times better than Joss Whedon's version of this movie. It's essentially a Justice League movie, but it's also a cyborg origin story, which is an element that was completely missing out of the first one just because Joss Whedon decided to not take the time to put Ray Fisher stuff in there, and then Ray Fisher had all the, you know, studio... Uh, I don't even know how to describe that whole fucking clusterfuck that's going on at Warner Brothers with their actors and Joss Wheaton being a dickhead to everybody, but nonetheless, yeah, this version is a lot better than the other one. They introduced Martian Manhunter, which was super dope. This movie also solidified the take that I had, that a lot of people kind of don't understand why this is my take, but Ben Affleck is the best live-action Batman we have ever seen up to this point. I'm hoping that Robert Pattinson also proves me wrong, but no, Ben Affleck's Batman has been the best Batman that we've seen to date. And I will hang my hat on that statement 100%. He just brings everything that was kind of missing. And a lot of people like to say like, oh, well, you know, Batman's not supposed to kill. Batman's not supposed to curse. He's not supposed to do this. He's not supposed to do that. And I'm not convinced that you all read Batman comics at all. And I don't know where you're getting this information from. I've read plenty of Batman comics where he curses, I've read plenty of Batman comics where he's killed people or indirectly has killed people. And you have to remember, this is a Batman that we're getting way down the timeline. He's been Batman for 25 years. Yeah, he's probably going to start smoking people because he's seen that people just keep coming back. That's the reason why he wanted to get rid of Superman and Batman versus Superman because he didn't want to see people die. So he said, let's eliminate that threat. Why doesn't that make sense to some of you that this is just a Batman who's kind of fed up with people's shit and he's just ready to get them out of there? That's it. That's as simple as it is. Um what else? Dark Side being introduced was amazing. It's something that I completely missed from Josh Wheaton's version that should have been there, even though they gave little hints and you know they kind of teased around the idea. but you know, nobody wants that. Nobody wants an over-the-pants one. Just go for the full one. I don't even need to say the word. Y'all know what I'm saying. And I don't know. They're saying that Zack Snyder's not supposed to be coming back. I don't see why they wouldn't. At that point, they're just printing money because this has been so successful. So I would like for them to just continue on with it and just say, yeah, we're the... They've already changed the name of it. People keep calling it the DC Extended Universe, but I think now they're calling it like worlds of dc or something like that why don't they just roll with yeah this is zack snyder's world and keep doing other stuff where it's like oh yeah this stuff is just offshoots or just random stuff like robert pattinson's batman can just be off in that solo this is its own universe like joker was and just keep rolling like that i don't see why they would decide to not do it but you know fuck me i'm just somebody that's kind of making sense right now i guess they don't like money is but they love money at the same time. Like, are they trying to prove a point? I don't know. I've seen, I've personally seen niggas not take money just to try to prove a point, and they are not in a good place right now. So, yeah, I hope they change that. And the last thing I wanted to talk about before we wrap this up, because I honestly have no idea how long this is. This software I'm using is counting in bars. Because I'm using Logic, and I don't have... A time stamp up, so I've got no idea how long I've been going. So I'm gonna wrap this up with Last Chance You. Watch the newest season, and that's the one with uh, you know, basketball where they're at. Damn, what was the college? Oh, was it ELAC, ELAC East Los Angeles College? And one of the guys actually went to my high school. I, you know, I've talked to him a couple times. I'm not gonna sit here and say, Oh, yeah, that's my boy. You know, we did this, we did that. But yeah, he went to Damatha for a couple years. name's Joe Hampton. I remember seeing him and maybe talking to him a couple times just because I was in with a lot of the athletes there. And, you know, he's a cool dude, but he was he did always have a temper, and that was something that they highlighted on this show. But he's a good dude, he works hard, and he's a hooper. And it was just really cool to have this, you know, different look into just a different sport. And... Me, personally, right, I watched seasons one and two of Last Chance U, skipped three and four, watched season five, and then went back and watched three and four. And it was just a nice change to go from that super toxic environment from seasons three and four with uh, – believe what was his name? Was his name like Jason Smith or – I don't know what that coach's name, but the asshat who, like, compared himself to Hitler, him. Going from him to, you know – this coach in this season. I don't know why I'm forgetting names now, but I'm I refuse to look them up. I'm just gonna keep going. It was just a breath of fresh air to actually see people who like wanted to succeed, and to see the hard work that went into that, and just to see a coach that actually did care so much about his players, but also wasn't willing to, you know, compromise himself to better those players in their careers. So. I'm not going to go into you know specifics or details, but I, I don't know, man. Last Chance U is always one of those shows that always makes me more emotional than I feel like I should be, but it's just because I feel like everyone who's played sports can see themselves in one of these players or even just the stories that they have outside of sports. It's just incredible to be able to see that kind of growth and development, to be able to see people go out there and compete and win and even just you know, overcome some of the setbacks that life has given them. Because Last Chance U kind of started out as one of those shows where it's about the guys who fail out or the guys who do something stupid and get kicked out. But it's sort of shifted more into just anybody who's looking for one more chance because either the world let them down or they let themselves down or a school let them down. But it's not just I'm not looking at these guys as like, oh, they're delinquents or they're anything like that. These are just guys who they need another chance, and this is their last one. And I don't know. It was just so refreshing to watch, and I really do hope they go back to that school. And I don't know about any of y'all, if you've watched this show, and I completely forgot that like COVID was a thing In real life Like I forgot that these were real life people And this was shit happening Concurrently with real life Because when I read The description for the last episode It was like their season ends In an unexpected way And I was like Oh shit These niggas lost bro I'm sick bro There's no way they lost But Then I remembered Or I didn't even remember I watched the show I'm sitting there in suspense Because they started it off In the middle of one of the games So I was like Oh no There's no way they lose this game Blah 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 And no, their season just got ended because of COVID. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. That did happen in real life. I feel bad for those kids. But at the same time, you know, it was just really refreshing to see people go out there and see people win and see good coaching, like really good coaching, spectacular coaching. But yeah, I think I'm going to end the episode there. Thank you all for tuning in this week. I'm not sure what day this is going to go up. I'm probably going to put this up on a Wednesday. I'm not sure. I also didn't want to drop this on top of you know anybody else I know that's doing podcasts. But I, I have so many things happening that I always forget what other people are doing. And it's hard enough for me to just keep track of what I'm doing. So I'm just going to put these out when I get the opportunity to. So when I say that I'll be back next week, This could be Sunday. It could be Wednesday again. I just need to get better with keeping the schedule for myself. And honestly, I'd been putting this off for a couple weeks because, I don't know, I was waiting for the right time, but there is no such thing as the right time. The right time is right now. So, you know, that goes to do with anything that you all want to do, too. So take that advice. Don't take that advice. I don't really care. Go out and be great, though, regardless. Peace.